Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I am your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, rocking a headset today. My output for my audio is not working for my speakers, so I'm an airplane control person. I don't know what they're called, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, how's it going? Good to be here. Uh, we got a good episode today. We're going to be talking about the Angular Denver conference, uh, so it should be good getting into that. Uh, first, let's say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guests. Joining us today, we've got Mike Brocky. Mike, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, excited. Um, I'm in conference mode after last week and uh, ready to talk about actually the next conference I'll be attending, which is Angular Denver and air traffic controller. Just a little helpful. Uh, All right. You, you are clear for landing here on the, yeah. Okay, that's it. I'm not going to make any more any more jokes about the headset. I don't think it's the controller. I think it's the guy with the little, the, the two little deals out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. That's a good call. Good call. All right, I'm working out there. Okay. Austin McDaniel, what's going on? How's it going, everyone? I am super excited about Angular Denver because it's like one of my favorite Angular shirts that I got last year. It was like a Space Invader. I forgot what it was. Yeah. It was awesome, though. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Man. And our guest today, Jesse Sanders. Jesse, how's it going? Hi, everybody. I'm doing great. I'm having a, a great day today. Um, feeling great and um, really excited to, to be here and talk about Angular Denver and all the cool stuff going on with that. And much like Brocky, I'm, I'm still in conference mode from last week and leaving tomorrow for another conference. So it's it's just like nonstop craziness lately, but really excited, excited to be here. Awesome, Not nonstop conference mode, that's crazy. What, uh, what conference last week were you busy uh, with? Well, I think we all know what we're talking about here. We're talking about ng-conf. Uh, what another, I think this is my third or fourth year going to ng-conf and absolutely loved it, had a great experience. Um, Brebug, my company, also sponsored, so had that side of it and just saw so many great talks. And then since I've been back, I've been watching videos like crazy to catch all the talks that I couldn't see um, while doing some other stuff. So Awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm still trying to catch up on, on watching all the videos. So many, you know, and so many good ones and working in that time for sure. Um, you had a talk as well, right? Is this one talk? Yeah, I actually had two little things. Uh, I had a talk, um, I believe that was on Thursday with Joe Eames, and we talked about one of my favorite subjects lately, which is Cypress IO. And so we did a one hour introduction to Cypress where we got to teach people how to go from zero to hero with uh, Cypress and be able to write some tests. And uh, honestly, with my good friend Joe, it was like a nonstop comedy act for all 59 minutes. And I think there was like one minute in there that we were actually serious. So it was awesome. Um, I also taught a one-day advanced NGRX workshop before NGConf um, actually officially kicked off. And so that was an absolutely great experience. Um, if you've never created a one-day workshop, wow, stressful, so much work to do, all the example code, all the pieces to go into it. And and um, it pulled it off and went really well. I was very, very happy with how it went. So, yeah, I'm just kind of recovering now from ng-conf. And I'm turning around and flying to London tomorrow to go to the International JavaScript Conference to speak about Cypress again and also talk about, uh, uh, I believe I'm doing a, a talk on, um, oh, I'm blanking here. It's Angular uh, with a, a surface with a subject. So teaching people how to do that pattern. 
Very nice. Very nice, man. So multiple talks in the pipeline, right? Like, do you find that challenging to try and keep those different subject matters, you know, in your head and ready to switch? Yeah, it is a bit of a challenge and it seems like uh, it's, there's always a new challenge that's going on and that I'm having to uh, stay fresh on, you know, it's the, the, the good news is that it's a really long flight over to London. So I have a lot of time to sit down and go back over the talks, um, you know, tweak them a little bit, make uh, any changes, you know, so it's great going to ngconf and and i you know taught my let's say my advanced uh ngrx workshop and there's pieces in there that i taught on behavior subject and service with a subject and i'll be taking and modifying little tweaks and and whatnot and that helps me refresh and and get ready for that and same on my cypress talk that i'm doing i'm, I'm in, really uh, interested on the the talk i'm doing in london which is cypress and visual testing and so that's a, a really cool feature uh using a um uh, another product called percy so Percy IO is super cool. Gives you a whole workflow to your, your visual tests. And uh, it just blows my mind, like what you can do with this stuff. So, but definitely challenging, you know, you've been there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so that visual testing, is that like a screenshots and then comparing that sort of thing? Yeah. So while we're already using Cypress and, and we're stubbing out what our, um, our inputs are for our, our data, um, what's beautiful with, with uh, snapshot or not snapshot testing, but Cypress visual testing uh, with this Percy product is I can say, hey, capture a snapshot. And it'll actually take that snap, uh, snapshot, upload it to the cloud, and then they'll do a comparison between what the base was and what it is now. I can, I can flip back and forth between those and I can go through and approve or disapprove each one. Um, I can integrate that back into GitHub um, for my PR process with the, uh, the GitHub hooks. It's just a beautiful, be a beautiful, beautiful thing. I can see Austin shaking his head. Yes. And loving it. What do you think, Austin? Have you done this? Have you done this yet? Yeah, I didn't actually use, um, Cypress for it. I used uh, storybook. So you can get, um, you can use storybook to like snapshot them and then compare them with uh Percy. Nice. I'm a huge storybook guy. Um, like they are doing some really cool stuff um, and, and the project is really taking off. And for those of you who don't know what storybook is, it's like a component uh, documentation demo tool. So as you're building out like your components, you can build them out in isolation and uh, and then you get this like nice demo page you can deploy and you know give to designers and people like that. Nice. I have not seen that. That sounds really cool. I have to check that out. Yeah, I was just seeing an article about using that with Appli tools, A P P L I T O O L S, um, for doing that visual uh, screenshot testing along with Storybook and the automation thing. So, yeah, pretty cool space for sure. That's really awesome. So with assembling all these different talks and traveling all over the place, are you also going to be presenting at Angular Denver? Uh, that is, I, I, uh, I know that uh, maintaining and running the conference and organizing takes a bit of a toll, but I wasn't sure if you were doing both. It, it does. Um, I will probably have a talk prepared. I'm not sure if there's going to be a slot available for me. Um, if somebody happens to drop out, um, we have a, a ton of speakers coming this year. And so, um, although I hope every single, I, 
I hope and I see every single speaker making it, but there's always a possibility we, we could have somebody drop out. Um, that's probably what I'm going to do is that if, if that happens, I'll take one of those slots and I'll come in and speak. But uh, the people here in Denver get to see me speak probably far too much as it is. So I'm trying to give them a break and, and let them uh, see somebody else for a change. So that, uh, that sounds interesting there seeing you, you speak. That sounds like there might be some history there in terms of how Angular Denver came about and stuff. Yeah, actually, there's a ton of history. Um, you know, it really started back in 2015. So August of 2015, I'd reached out and said, look, I, I want to see the the meetup group uh, become more consistent. We were we were doing meetups, I think, on average about every other month. And I said, what would it, what would you think if I started hosting one at Brebug? And we made sure we always had at least one meetup every single month. And uh, there's a little hemming and hawing when no one was really too sure and no one really knew who I was. And and I was like, the alternative is I can create, you know, my own meetup group or that's also Angular, but I'd rather work with you. And so I got to know the organizers and um, um, they, they brought me on with open arms. And uh, I think about a year later, both of them had already moved on. One had a, a, a kid and the other one got super busy with work and, and uh, it just sort of fell upon me. So I was looking actually through our, our YouTube channel and realized that we even started recording our sessions clear back in 2015. So we have almost four years of presentations that are available on YouTube that we've recorded those and made them available for free to the public to be able to uh, check those out. Um, Is there any Angular 3 ones in there? No Angular 3, no. I'm still waiting for Angular 3 to come out so I can I can release some of these, these really cool talks that I have. I, I bet Brocky's got some talks on Angular 3 as well. <laughs> just for context here for our viewers, right? Well, Mike, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to plug in a really bad joke, so I'll just let that slide. I have a few things in my back pocket. We'll leave it at that. Excellent. <laughs> so, I was just going to say, just for context for our viewers, there was no Angular 3 ever released. That was skipped, right? And so, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> just in um, case. You know, right? Yeah, so, you know, the... The main thing that I want to do with with it is I always wanted to make sure we had somebody to speak. So I was always speaking because we didn't always have a speaker set up. Um, we did a lot to um, push to get other speakers in. And I think since actually getting to a conference level uh, in, in terms of um, putting on a conference and understanding what it really takes to get speakers, I think we've gotten a lot better at making sure that we have a lot more community involvement and in getting speakers from the community to come in and speak. So, yeah, so that's where it all kind of started and, and kind of got me on a start to speaking. Um, so about two years into that, um, we decided that we would get involved in Angular Mix. Um, I didn't really understand the CFP process. Um, at that time, I'd never spoke outside of, you know, the, the, the local meetups. And we decided to go ahead and do a sponsorship and pay for a sponsor talk. Because I'm like, no one's going to pick me for a CFP because nobody knows who I am. And I didn't realize that actually with the topic that I, I had submitted for that they probably would have picked it, you know, that it had, it would have had a, a pretty good chance. So I ended up speaking on, um, it was NGRX entity, which at the time still officially had not been released. Uh, about seven days after I did the talk, they released it. Um, some really interesting and funny things that came out of this is that, uh, some people thought I wrote entity. Um, I had to get that corrected very quickly. I was like, no, 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 I did not write this. Um, 
but uh yeah it was a great talk and and i i went back to my booth so we were you know i had a sponsor booth and and i was sitting there and this this gentleman comes up and starts chatting with me and uh just hey did a great talk talking to me about it hey you should really come speak at ngconf and and i'm looking at his name badge i'm like okay i don't, I don't know who this is uh, i've never heard this guy before and and uh i'm like oh that's great i'd, I'd love to I'd, I'd love to submit and uh, i was like hey do you do you ever speak at all and he, he tells me later he laughs he's like oh this person really has no idea who i am so who i'm speaking of is uh joe eames um he he saw me uh do this talk and, and invited me to come speak at angular denver and or i'm sorry at, at ngconf and then i invited him to come to denver i was like would you come uh come to denver come speak and um, we'd like to do a evening of angular and um he said sure yeah absolutely and about a month goes by and i haven't heard from him <clears throat> and then out of the blue i get this hello from utah message and he's like hey i'd love to come do that let's do this and so about a month and a half later we we held our first evening of angular we had two of my very good friends aaron frost and joe eames uh come to denver and give two amazing talks um it uh it was really really great um we <clears throat> what we decided early on with this whole bringing speakers to denver is that um we wanted to run it as a nonprofit, and so that any sort of profits that came out of this uh would be donated so it was really great as we were able to donate over fifteen hundred dollars to local to a local uh kids uh tech charity and they they had they never even saw it coming right we invited them to the next meetup handed them a check and and uh it's great the other the other fun thing that happened with it we decided that we, we since uh they made the trip out that we would do something fun for them so we took them snowmobiling so we took them up to Vale, took them snowmobiling um had such an amazing time snowmobiling uh we went to dinner coming back there's this massive snowstorm we almost died you can't see the road <laughs> ask them ask either one of them about the drive in Vale during this massive snowstorm uh it's just crazy but the 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 great thing is I got to know two amazing people that taught me about like community first and, and what it meant to, to, to run something like this. I, I appreciate you alleviating the concerns within the story. We hit this massive slow snowstorm. We almost died followed by laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, Hey, this story is going to end well. Don't worry about it. We'll get through the story together, but you don't have to worry about everybody being okay because I'm already laughing about it. Right. That's right. really cool that you did the, uh, the donation thing. I was just um, looking, or I just saw something the other day about how instead of like conferences giving out swag, they're like making donations to like charities and things like that instead. Because I don't know about you, but I have enough of these uh, hoodies <laughs> and random pens. Uh, I would much rather see that go to to other people that you know could use that. Yeah, that, that's been really important for us, and that's something that we've continued uh, to do. Um, we like to give out a little bit of swag, and typically if we do that, we take it directly out of uh, – so for those of you who don't know, um, I have a company called Brebug. Um, we are Angular experts, and we do consulting to help people build enterprise applications. And we will take funds from Brebug and pay for some swag, um, like T-shirts. So like this one here is our, our color burst uh, – um, from evening of angular 2019 and um, one of our favorite shirts i believe actually we're going to open up an online store that would allow us to be able to 
if people want to buy them because we got a lot of response from people at ng-conf that want them and then we're going to turn around and donate that money towards either kids in tech or some of it will go towards our, lo our local rocky mountain angular meetup uh, for being able to do something special with them so so since then, basically, we've done two more uh, evening of Angular events. Um, we did one a couple months. Uh, so we did the first one in January, and we did another one in April. We had Dan Walleen and uh, Chuck Max Wood come out. Um, the community loved it. This time, we were able to donate over $2,000 to a local uh, charity. And so we were able to, to do really well there. So then we kind of had a challenge. And this is where the really a evening, of, or, uh, evening of Angular turned into Angular Denver. And we had eight speakers asking to come at the end of July, the 1st of August. And I was going to have to go through the list and tell six people no or forget, just invite them all. Right. And so we went ahead with uh, the ladder. Let's invite all of them. Um, we ended up asking uh, four more speakers to come. Um, and I want to give a big props to Joe Eames on this because I sat down and talked with him about the plan and laid out our exact plan for this because I hear other people trying to put conferences on and and maybe not so successfully. They end up losing a lot of money. Um, and I submitted a plan and, and worked through it with Joe. And he really helped me to see like, hey, how can we make this successful? And the other big thing is this, is that we wanted to make it accessible. The, the number one thing that we hear from like local developers here in Denver, because I ask people almost every time, like, who's who's been to ng-conf? Who's going? Um, and then we'll end up talking about it later. And I'll have a lot of people come up and say, it's just not affordable for me. Um, when they, they look at the, the price of a ticket, the airfare um, plus their hotel, you know, they're you're in for two grand, $2,500 or, or more, depending on where you're coming from. And so for a lot of people that don't work for companies that will, will pay for this, it gets out outside of their price range of what would be possible. So when we did the first uh, Angular Denver, um, we did it for $100 per ticket. So there wasn't a lot of swag. I don't think there was any swag, actually. Uh, maybe, well, we had the T-shirts. We had T-shirts. Uh, the T-shirts was my favorite. Yeah, were, right. My favorite shirts. It's I, I I collect all of our shirts that we make for these because they are my favorite shirts. They're they're so <laughs> cool. Um, I don't. Okay. And you know what? Like I don't feel like anyone cared, right? Like we were all like, yeah, let's just have a good time and you know hang out with each other. That was one of the big things that I really liked about Angular uh, Denver Comp was um, like everyone kind of just went together. Like it was small enough where you know, people could actually hang out with, you know, different people that they might not get a chance to at a bigger conference and thing like that. Yeah, it's very intimate. Um, I, I love it because the speakers can can easily integrate um, with the attendees and there's great conversations going on. And you don't feel like um, the speaker's rushing off to go have to talk to somebody else or the, all these other, you know, events that are pulling their attention away. Um, so, that was some of the feedback that we got. Um, the, the great thing about the, that first Angular Denver, we sold out about a month before uh, the conference. And the, the surprising thing that, that we weren't really anticipating is that, and we don't have official numbers because we weren't tracking this, but we had about 25% of the audience were women. And so we had a much higher level of, of um, women attendees, and we were just absolutely delighted by that. And um, that, that's, again, one of our goals for this year is how do we make sure that we continue to create a, 
a, a place of inclusion where everybody feels like it's, it's a great place to learn. We all feel safe. I mean, it all starts with a code of conduct, but also starts with how do we, how do we present this and, 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 um, make it so that it is inclusive. So, yeah. Um, and I'm glad you had a great time. And I know I want to say, and just announce it right now. Um, we've got Angular, uh, Angular Denver, uh, coming up in, um, uh, this August on the first and the second, and we have over 45 speakers and two of the speakers, maybe actually a third speaker are actually all here uh, on this. So, uh, uh, Mike Brocky and, and Schwarty here are uh, both actually scheduled to do a talk together. And I'm so excited to, to have both of you coming. And um, uh, we're working on on getting uh, Austin there. But um, yeah, so we've got two days of workshops and we've expanded to two full days of conference. So very exciting. Yeah, we're I'm not very good at planning ahead. <laughs> I didn't catch either one of what would you say? Go ahead, Austin. I said, I'm not very good at planning ahead, so. <laughs> <laughs> and to continue on that, um, actually, Justin and I are actually pretty curious to figure out what we're actually going to speak about this year. <laughs> so, I don't I, well, hold, hold on, hold on. We know, we know. We're, let, let everybody know. We, we've got an awesome idea. Uh, and we're, we're starting to implement that. And this is going to be our first time speaking together. I'm so totally looking forward to that. I can't wait. Aside from about like 94 episodes of Angular Air. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me correct that. Thank you. This is going to be our first conference talk on stage together where you and I are presenting the same topic for X non minutes. Is that better? This is true. Yes. That's awesome. Now, Mike, I know you've done a lot of uh, uh, two presenter talks. Uh, Justin, how about you? Have you done those? Actually, to be clear, I've done it once. And that was uh, last I, week. Hit I, I think he means like two or greater. Oh, two, two or, or greater. more. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did. I did share the stage a couple of times. More, more than one. More than you, right? Yes. But for me, this will be my first uh, co-presenting at a conference. I've done it at uh, uh, meetup groups and stuff like that. But yeah. Okay. Cool. So, it's. Um... It was such a great dynamic. That was a, uh, at NGConf this year with Joe Eames. That was the first time I'd ever done a co-presenter and so much fun. Uh, I, I actually might like that more, even more so than doing uh, a talk by myself. Uh, definitely able to feed off of each other. So hopefully we can get all the comedy and greatness out of out of you two uh, for this talk and, and it'll just be awesome. Yeah, totally. It's interesting, uh, you know, being a speaker when you're up there and by yourself, like you hear feedback, you know, from the audience who's not as kind of, I mean, I get kind of engrossed in my delivery. So right. it's hard to tell, like, are they people vibing on it? But I mean, you're essentially talking like to yourself. And this is something too, I've, I've done some streaming recently, and it's the same sort of deal. You have people watching and the chat's going, but you're really just like having this conversation with yourself. And so I think it would be interesting to have somebody on stage where you're presenting and, and you're, you're riffing across with each other. So you actually have a little bit of that human feedback, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, yeah. I've co-presented once um, at, at uh, like a private event and uh, it was really good because none of my jokes landed and the other guy was like just basically making fun of me at the same time. So it was like a really good back and forth. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I think when you're doing something like that, you have to just 
give up your cares and your concerns about yourself and your own well-being and it's for the sake of the audience so if the person you're presenting with is dogging on you and the audience is loving it it's about what the audience is going to enjoy right right absolutely I guess. So you can just go and cry later or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is if that is uh, previewing anything that's going to happen between Justin and I <laughs> on stage at Angular Denver. I hope not. I hope it goes well and that our jokes are about other things and not each other. But who knows? Time will tell. Um, It'll be a suspense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, I guess maybe we need to get some details about you're giving a little bit, but like some more details about the conference, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically what I was telling everything before was all like kind of the history and, and there was one event I left out like the evening of angular 2019, um, that we, that, uh, I showed the, the cool shirt for the angular color burst, but, uh, yeah, so now kind of getting into the details of angular Denver. So, um, we decided that we wanted to change it up a little bit. One is um, we wanted to expand it from a one-day conference to a two-day conference. And we also then wanted to open up the workshops um, and, and offer um, one or two more tracks uh, than what we did. I think we had three workshop, different workshops you could sign up for last year. And uh, this year we have two full days, five different, uh, let's see, four major tracks and two, yeah, so uh, four four uh, two-day tracks and two one-day tracks that you could go to. So we have five rooms that will, will be completely filled um, with these. So though these uh, start on July 30th and go through the 31st. We have uh, RxJS being taught by a couple of core team members uh, for RxJS, uh, Michael Lackey and um, Jan. I don't know Jan's last name. I don't remember off the top of my head here. I feel really bad about that. Um, we have uh, NGRX two-day workshop being taught by Mike and Brandon. We have Angular architecture class. This was like one of the, well, actually it wasn't one of, this was the most popular class at NGConf. I think they had over 150 attendees. Um, and that's going to be taught by Dan Walleen. Um, we have Angular fundamentals uh, class that's going to be taught. I'm not exactly sure who's going to teach that yet, uh, but most likely um, it will be one of the uh, Brebug employees or maybe Austin's going to come in and do that one. I, I'm not sure yet. That's how we get Austin there. Um, I will be teaching an, an a, uh, advanced NGRX uh, class again. And then Joe Eames will be teaching a unit testing like a boss uh, workshop. So what I want to stress about the workshops is if you go to a big conference that these workshops are typically going to cost you $500 per day. And so what we wanted to do here is make these again, more accessible to more people. And so the cost for the workshops is $300 per day. So those prices do go up as we get closer and closer to the conference. But if you purchase them now, um, up until between, I think now and June 15th or so that, um, how do you get your what's <laughs> how to get your boss to write your unit test for you? I like that. That is a good. I I think I could write a, a two day workshop on that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the the pricing will go up right around I think June fifteenth or July first, somewhere in that neighborhood. But right now they're three hundred dollars um, uh, per day for these, and uh, so you're you're basically at about sixty percent of the usual cost. Um, then we get into the actual conference. The conference kicks off on August 1st. Uh, we have 45 speakers coming. So how did we go from 12 speakers to 45? 
and we just went with one more day. Well, we decided that the 45 minute talk length probably wasn't ideal that we wanted to shorten the talk length and get it down to um, 25 minute talks. So we'd have 25 minute talks and we have 10 minute lightning talks uh, kind of sprinkled in there. And then we found that, that when we've done this um, with other events that we find people are more engaged. Um, it forces the speaker to really cut to the chase, get to the point. Um, and, and that people are getting just as much learning out of it, but they're not having to sit through a 45 minute, um, talk. And this for the, record, then, though, for the record, it is harder to write a 25 minute talk. It is five minute talk. It is. Cause you got to get real clear about your message, real clear about the message. And, and I understand this. I have been doing 45 minute talks for, uh, most of, most of, uh, my speaking career here and doing 25 minute talks. Wow. It just really have to up my game and, and get really clear and concise about what I'm going to say. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for the speakers. And, and, and we understand that. So that's how we ended up with over 45 speakers. Um, we have seven local speakers from the community coming in. Um, we have 11 international speakers. So last year we had zero international speakers, so 11 international speakers, that's huge. And I think, I haven't done the official count. I got to think it's over 15 Angular GDEs that are coming to speak at Angular Denver. Now, if I can get everybody to do this with me, crossing fingers, uh, the Google team members, uh, we got some Google team members that are potentially coming. We're still working on that. Um, we have a, a potential conflict with a, a big um, team meeting that they might have, but we're working, um, with, with uh, DevRail to, to figure that out and, and see what we can do to make uh, that work. So last year we had uh, Rob Warwald uh, come out and speak and give the keynote. And so um, I'm going to talk last year was really awesome. He said he had this talk that he was going to do. Right. Uh -huh. And then he's like, no, I don't want to do that one. And like rewrote it the night of, and basically talked about like Google shopping, how they like redid that. And that was such a good talk. Yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we've got some of the biggest names in the in the industry that are coming. You know, two of them sitting here, Swarty, Brocky, like um, huge. Um, and I don't think you guys, like we're all just kind of sitting here and chatting, but it's hard to, which sometimes I think lose track that, that people that don't regularly go to conferences, but know, like they see the contributions that, uh, that we're making that they, they're star, you know, starstruck by getting a chance to see you speak in Denver and be able to sit down and, and, and have, you know, uh, a snack or a coffee with you and, and, and hang out and chat a little bit. And, and so just a lot of that is because it just has never been available to them. Um, you know, have, of having, you know, speakers come to Denver. So, the, uh, we got a couple other cool things that are going on with this. Pluralsight is going to come in and record all the sessions. So we're going to, we've got like the best of the best of the best in terms of, of doing big conference recordings. Um, so very excited to have them come in and do that. Uh, for attendees, they'll actually get a code that they can use and they'll be able to watch all the videos of all the talks over and over as much as they want. And, and they'll be free for them. So what's nice about this is this actually helps us, um, instead of us having to pay for recording, they're actually helping to pay for the recording. And, and so that gives us additional budget to be able to do more donations or do more things for the attendees. So 
we're very excited about that. So with that, we're going to have a few more social and networking events. So since we're at a, a two-day format, um, we'll have some social events going into uh, the on the the night of the first, uh, going into the second. So who knows? It is a rock star theme. Uh, is the theme for this, which is appropriate. We got some great rock stars here. We got so many great uh, rock stars coming in. So we'll probably have karaoke and a few things like that going on uh, for us to all uh, participate in. And it's really about how can we get people together talking more, networking more, hanging out with speakers more and, and uh, getting those interactions going. So I got to say like my favorite thing from this past NGConf is just how much time I spent talking with people, hearing, you know, asking questions about what are you doing? What do you, you know, what's your favorite thing? What's your biggest challenges and hearing like, what are, what do they want? What are they trying to do? So we want to recreate that sort of environment with Angular uh, Denver as well, and then do it in, in, in such a, a smaller venue where it feels even more natural and, and it just, it, it just works. It's really easy. Yeah, that's definitely something that I look forward to all the time with these conferences, especially every time I go speak and stuff is, is the interaction with people and talk and shop. And it's like, you know, most of us often our daily routines, you know, we don't have that access to a lot of people to, to do that sort of, general discussion. And, and for me, um, it's so exciting and so valuable to just geek out on those things and to have an opportunity to help people solve things. You know, a lot of times I'll get people that'll come up and, and try to encourage them, like ask questions, ask questions. Right. And when people come up and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to see it at work and I, and I hit this thing. It's like, Oh, cool. I've, I've done that. You know, let me see if I can help you out. Right. And, and for me, I love doing that. So it's it's exciting to have those discussions, not from just from talking shop, but also the opportunity to help people beyond just presenting the content, right? Absolutely. And even for people who may not be as open and forthcoming with their problems or whatever, to just stand around and listen to those conversations, to just essentially be the fly on the wall of, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm new uh, to Angular or anything else, or I'm just getting started, or... I'm just doing this by myself. I'm trying to figure it out and to hear the other uh, problems that other people are having to be able to uh, help identify what those pitfalls may or may not be best practices. And yeah, just generally what other people are doing. That's such a great point. Uh, there's been so many conversations that I've just been standing there and we're that, you know, the conversation starts to evolve and I'm just standing there listening, just going, wow, that is amazing. Like I never even thought about that. Or, you know, I'm learning some little piece of history about how something came about and why we do the things the way that we do that just don't get, you know, published or communicated sometimes. And so it's just great conversations like that. The other thing that, that I want to point out here is the seven local speakers. I believe every single one of the seven local speakers that we selected are people that have been coming to Evening of Angular or they came to... Uh, Angular Denver last year, and they came up to us and talked to us about speaking and, and getting involved. And they've started to then step up and speak locally at the meetups here with uh, Rocky Mountain Angular is our local meetup here. And um, it's amazing to see them step into their greatness, if you will, of, of hey, I'm going to take this chance. And now I'm going to go from speaking at a little bitty meetup. And now I'm, I'm going to have a video of me speaking at a large conference, you know, I'm going to be up on a big stage in front of two or 300 people and have an opportunity to talk. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's great to um, 
not only for people to have that experience, but for you, it has to be rewarding to be able to offer that up to people, to be able to provide that. That's not really a service, but to, to be able to provide the means and the local resource to be able to um, facilitate that. Yeah, that means through, a lot through, me. through you personally and also for your company. Yeah, it, it does. It means a lot to myself. It means a lot to my staff. So when we think when we talk about Angular Denver, I'm sitting here talking about, you know, all the stuff that we're doing, but what a lot of people and really nobody gets to see is all the work of our staff that, that put uh, all the, the hours and energy into this. And so we, we donate all those hours. We put all that time in just to make this happen. And, and I do, I just love it. I love to be a part of it. I, I love to help other, help out other people and, and bring this to their front door where they have this opportunity, whether it be to speak, to attend, to just be a part of the community. You know, I've been part of the um, technical community here in Denver for 25 years. And how this all kind of got started is I'm like, how is it that we can have such this amazing technical community, but we have nobody, you know, hardly any technical speakers coming to Denver to speak. And even, even worse is like, none of them are angular. So how could we make, how could we make something different of this? How could we change this and start to invite speakers? And it just started with that, that one little conversation of someone coming up to me after my talk and saying, Hey, why don't you apply for ng-conf? Which then blossomed into an amazing friendship and um, just so grateful and thankful to have, uh, had this opportunity and it feels great to be able to give that opportunity to other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. I'm stoked about the fact that it's in Denver, uh, for several reasons, right? One is like kind of for us in the U S it's kind of a midpoint. So, um, two from my small airport here, we have direct flights to Denver. So win for me. <laughs> and then three, of course, cause I used to live there. So, uh, that'll be nice going back there, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you wouldn't be saying that today. It's snowing in May. Well, yeah, I'm thinking projecting <laughs> forward to August, right? But uh, I don't know though. If it's snowing in May. Who knows, right? Yeah, Brecken, um, uh, Brian Love, who's also one of the speakers at uh, NGConf this year and has uh, worked at, uh, with and for Brebug uh, for the last year and a half. Um, he, he posted out on Twitter, it's Breckenridge ski area. And they had seven inches of new snow this morning. He's like, and I'm taking the day off. <laughs> yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, it's Colorado. We will not be having snow in Colorado in August. We, that, that I don't think has ever happened. Uh, you can expect nice 90 degree day temperatures and, um, yeah. One of the other things that we're doing again, uh, for speakers is we're going to be taking, um, a group of speakers up to the mountains um, to, I think with 45 speakers, we're not able to take everybody. I think we can take about 25% of the speakers and we're going to go do uh, an event uh, up in the mountains. So if, if that works for you, fill out, I don't know. Do you guys fill out your speaker uh, uh, survey uh, form? And, and so on there, it actually says, can you stay for the weekend? Would you like to be part of this event? And, and then uh, depending on how many people we have say yes, then we may have to do a little bit of a lottery uh, draw for that. But um, last year we took um, we took everybody zip lining um, on the side of a mountain. That was very interesting. Um, and then we went and stayed up in Keystone at the Keystone Resort, and we went out to the Breckenridge Distillery. 
we might have partook in a couple of beverages and uh, Uber rides back. It's been an amazing dinner and, and just a way of saying thank you uh, for, for coming out. And so we'll probably do something like that again. Sounds awesome. I need to yeah. get that form. <laughs> yeah, you need to get that form filled out. I need out. that form too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Will do. Hey, the one thing I didn't say about Angular Denver um, for this year is what, what's the price for the conference? So one of the things we had to do is we had to bring the price up a little bit. So <clears throat> we're trying to do a few more things. Um, one thing that happened last year is we did not supply really any food. Um, so we didn't have lunches. So people were having to take really long breaks for people to go out to, for lunch for a couple hours and come back and and make those kind of arrangements. Um, and surprisingly enough, uh, food at the hotels is not cheap. Um, and so we've had to had to bring the prices up a little bit. Um, right now, the the price for a ticket to uh, Angular Denver is five hundred dollars. And so. Um, it's still very reasonably priced. Um, we're trying to create as much value for that as possible so that um, we can get as many people there as possible. The one thing I'd also like to encourage is that we will have a certain number of scholarship tickets that will be available. And if you think you're eligible or that you, you should be considered for a scholarship ticket, I would ask that you either um, reach out to myself directly at uh, jesse.sanders at brebug.com or you could send one to um, info at brebug.com. Either one of those would get, uh, get you there. Also, I believe there's some, yeah, there's an email address on the, uh, website, which is just, uh, uh, angulardenver.com. So, um, you mentioned the idea of raising prices, but not only are you now providing food with the additional raising prices, but doing some quick math, uh, you've more than tripled the number of speakers, right? So, and yeah, it's, and it's not just, cost. Yeah, and it's not just the idea of having those speakers be able to present, which which is one thing which is amazing, but it's also the ability to have those types of hallway conversations with all of those different speakers. They there's a lot more of that of the speakers there to be able to uh, converse with as well. Yeah, it's a really good point. So we're going to probably um, we, we've expanded the the allotment of tickets that are available. So there's only 300 tickets available for this event plus speakers. And, and we're going to be at capacity with that. There's no like, hey, we can get to 350 or 400. Like this is the limitation of the venue um, where we're at. We're at a really cool venue in downtown Denver called uh, the Curtis. Um, Austin, that, you can probably talk. The one with the creepy elevator? <laughs> oh, the elevator is awesome. You get in there and it's like you're on uh, uh, the Starship Enterprise uh, themed uh, elevator. And as you go floor to floor, they have different themes. So I stayed on the 13th floor, which was the uh, horror uh, floor. And as soon as you get there, it's here's Johnny. Um, there's pictures. It's like very dark and black and red. And you turn around the, around the corner and it's a picture of the two girls holding knives and there's blood written uh, red rum. And that was the floor that I, I chose to sleep at. Uh, I'm not sure if I really slept that well, but um, it's a really, really cool hotel. Every floor is uh, themed differently. And um, but anyway, enough about the hotel. I did want to throw that in there for you. The, the venue is amazing and having 45 speakers um, we're yeah, we're basically tripling the size of the speakers and and with doing international, that's also um, increasing our cost to, to bring those speakers in. But the benefit is multiple things. One is that by shortening the talk lengths, 
we're able to offer a more diverse selection of talks so that there's something for everybody. So what's going to happen is actually uh, we'll break up into two tracks um, each day. And so you'll have two tracks going um, and you'll be able to choose between one of those two to go, you know, see the, the talks um, and you switch rooms all day long, just like any other conference. Um, and then you've got, you got 50 up to 50% more attendees, but you got three times as many speakers to be able to go sit down and chat with and talk to them about, you know, what your thoughts were on their talk, you know, get uh, clarifying questions about, you know, what it is they said. So to me, I think it creates the ultimate conference experience where it's, it's small, it's tight knit. And I get to, to engage with a lot of just brilliant people with amazing innovations. So one other uh, thing that you may or may not know the answer to this at this point, uh, but you mentioned uh, your keynote speaker from last year. So I'm curious, do you happen to know who your keynote speaker or speakers are for this year? That that is that is the th finger crossing thing I was doing earlier with the <laughs> Google team. Uh, I am I'm working very hard on um, getting members of uh, the the Google team to come out and talk. Uh, to me, that's really important. I think that the community um, wants and needs to feel like they're being supported by the Google team. Um, we have a very large development community here in Denver and, and, um, people are interested in, in, um, in hearing directly from the horse's mouth, if you will, what's going on with Angular and what can I expect? Um, so we are, we're working on it. Um, uh, we have a soft. I'm going to tell Rob that you called him a horse now. No, no. <laughs> bigger speech, Austin. Bigger, yeah. uh, you think a guy from Texas would know this, right? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're really pulling for it. Um, I had a lot of great conversations. I've been working with Stephen Fluent, um, a lot on this and looking at how do we attract, um, the Google team to come to Denver and come speak to this community. And to me, one of the most compelling reasons is that most of the people that are here in Denver don't go to conferences um, for whatever reason that is. And, and they'll come and they'll attend here. We also have um, the attendance numbers that I said before, where uh, last year we had about 25% of the attendees were women. Um, to me, that's a very compelling message uh, for, for getting, um, uh, the Google team to come. So it's, it's something that, uh, like every other conference is doing, we're all trying to pull from the same pool of, of, uh, speakers from the Google team. And, um, I had a really long conversation with Steven about this, of realizing that there's, uh, over a hundred different, you know, venues that are trying to get Google speakers to come. Um, and they have to, they can only go to so many. So, but they're coming to Angular Denver. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Awesome. awesome. I don't know if you keep calling them horses, they might not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you keep calling them horses. <laughs> now, um, yeah, we're, we're hoping. We're hoping. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, we're getting to the top of the hour. Let's get a little more details on that. Uh, I have a question. Actually, we had a question in the chat. Uh, so no live stream. Would that be correct? We are not doing a, a, a live stream as of yet. Um, if 
at the end of where we're at with budget numbers, if we can still do a donation and do live stream and be able to, to have that be a part of it, then um, we'll, we'll take a look at that and, and see. Um, there is a possibility of being able to do it. We just need to look at the budget numbers. This goes back to Austin's point where if we can donate to uh, kids and technology and, and, and help out someone like that versus doing a live stream, um, that that's probably the route that we would go, but we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see what that looks like. Cool. And then the videos that, that are going to get recorded, will those be publicly available or those, is that a partnership with Pluralsight that where maybe people could purchase those or, or subscribe to those? Yeah, they'll be able to for sure subscribe to them. I'm still getting all the details from Pluralsight on this uh, so that I completely understand it. But um, they're going to come in for attendees. Definitely, they will get a code um, that they'll be able to use, and they can watch all the videos from it. And they're, it's all 100% uh, available to them. Um, there, if we're, we're working on a couple different ways where non-attendees could could do it, um, we're also talking about doing a live stream. I think that if we for sure sell out and all 300 tickets are gone, then I can push for a, a live stream and say, okay, hey, now we've got some budget for that. Now I have people that would like to attend that are not able to attend and, and we can push that out. Cool, cool. And then one more question from the chat and then right. I have uh, the CFP, the call for proposals uh, for um, workshops. Will you be having that for workshops next year, do you, you assume? Or, or like are the workshops kind of something that's coordinated separate from people proposing them? Yeah, this, this year we did not do a CFP for workshops. Um, we had a few workshops that we knew for sure that we wanted to, to have put on. Um, but going forward, that's something that I think we'd like to do as well is to actually have a, CF pro, a CFP process um, for workshops and take a look at, at what else is available. So the CFP process is really new to us this year. Um, so last year it was pretty much just, I handpicked the speakers, um, people that, that we'd had that said that wanted to come to Denver that I would, I had uh, made personal invites to, um, this year we had over about 160, uh, speaking, uh, yeah, uh, CFPs that came in and it, it was a brutal process. I I've heard, you know, um, other, other teams, other conferences talk about this process and how difficult it is. And it is very, very tough, you know, to, to look at two or three, you know, let's say you got eight talks that are on uh, state management and say, okay, look, we can only have four. And they're all, all of them are worthy of being up on stage. All of them have their merits and, and they've made it to the final round, you know, and it's like stake management. Yep. Everybody loves steak, Austin. This is true. Um, and they made it to the final round and, and how do we pick between these talks and, and try to uh, get it narrowed down to, uh, yeah, who's going to be up there. So we'll, we will open it up next year to uh, CFP for workshops. I'll commit to that. Cool. Cool. Okay. So tickets still available? Tickets are still available. You can go to angulardenver.com. Um, tickets are available for workshops. They're available for the conference. Uh, like I said, we're really expecting them to be sold out probably by uh, July 1st. And so um, get them before they're gone. Um, would love to see you there. We're very, very excited about it this year. I'm excited to have so many amazing speakers come to Denver. And uh, yeah, what can I say? Awesome. Awesome. And then one more thing. Uh, 
DS sponsorships roles open. So if yes. Oh, yeah, that's a great. I, I completely. I get so caught up with the speakers and all the exciting stuff. Um, yes, we have uh, openings for sponsors. So we have booth space. Um, we have um, a whole entire sponsor package. That uh, if you're interested, reach out to me. Reach out uh, if you get out on the. Um, angulardenver.com site. There is a sponsors link on there. Uh, you click on there, you can get more information, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we want to have uh, more and more people involved from the community. Um, and I know just, just um, to give a quick plug on that, why would you be a sponsor? I can say, you know, when uh, being a sponsor at, at um, NGConf this year, like we had so many people coming up to our booth, talking to us, asking about what we do, and we're able to engage in conversations. And often this is why we're, because we have a booth, I don't actually get to see the live version of most talks. I have to watch them on video because I'm engaged and I'm talking with people um, almost the entire conference. So uh, we also had a question there on uh, MCs. We do have uh, uh, MCs uh, selected and we're about ready to announce those. Uh, but I, I don't have that uh, ready for you guys yet. But cool. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, one of them might have been a speaker from last year. So at Angular Denver. So nice, nice. And I guess one more question. Yeah. Uh, are we going to be able to do Angular Air episode there? Will there be a room? Oh, that we can do absolutely. That? Right. You want to? Hey, do you want to do it? In the, you know, if you get here early enough, we can do it in the booth. Uh, do a pre pre deal, and then we can do one there uh, as well. Would absolutely love it. Um, you know, I really loved what we did at NGConf this year, where we did a podcast up on stage um, during lunch. And and had that recorded and, and, it, and it worked absolutely beautiful. So maybe we can look at doing something like that. So I would love, love, love to have you there uh, to, to do the, uh, the Angular Air stuff and, and uh, get a live broadcast. That would be awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll definitely coordinate something. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, we, out of uh, today's attendees on the show, we have uh, two of us are definitely going to be there, potentially Austin as well. And of course, you'll be welcome to join too, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I would love to be there. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, Mike, did you clear that through everybody else? Okay, yeah, <laughs> for sure. You're totally welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's get to some picks and then we'll uh, call it a wrap. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The soups and the picks. So Austin, you want to start or Mike, do I need to start with you? Visual uh, Studio online or Visual Studio code online. We, we have an issue with people stealing picks from other people, so I don't know. <laughs> How am I stealing that? I didn't even no, know. This, this, is, this right one now. is not a stolen pick. That's fine. All right, go ahead, Austin. Uh, I forgot the other one. <laughs> uh, no, uh, seriously. Um, Framer X, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have checked that out, but Framer X is a really awesome tool. It's a little more on the design side, um, but... It's uh, it's basically kind of like Sketch or something like that, and uh, they're really rolling out some cool stuff for it. So big, big pick for uh, for me. Cool, Mike. My turn. Okay. Uh, my my pick is a little bit uh, odd. Is that go watch videos online? Uh, so NGConf was last week. 
Build from Microsoft was this week. I.O. from Google is uh, this week as well. Go check out a lot of the videos. There's been a lot of really cool things announced and talked about and discussed, uh, and you can really curate some uh, decent playlists to watch uh, quite a few helpful videos. So go check out new things. Nice. Yeah, I, I definitely second that one. Um, we, we've got a big like 70 inch TV in the, the dining area, the kitchen area of, uh, of our office. And it's just all week long has just been playing NG comp videos. There's so much to learn. And, and, uh, even if you saw the talk to, to, to hear it again and be able to garner some more information from that, uh, and dig into the details, gosh, so much great stuff. Uh, my pick is angular Denver though. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, Probably my pick this week is um, Percy IO. So doing visual testing. So as I talked earlier, I'm, I'm headed over uh, um, to London to do a talk on this. I'm very excited about this product. Um, the other that my last pick would be LogRocket. So if you haven't looked at LogRocket, um, if you're doing anything in the NGRX uh, Redux world, um, LogRocket will... Uh, open up a WebSocket and and take your actions and record those and also do some screen capture stuff. Um, you're getting some uh, oh, hover, you know, where the mouse is at. You're getting to see some interactions. And what allows us to do is in, when we get an error, something's occurred, that we can actually recreate what a user was doing and and also then get the data from that so that we can replay it and be able to see exactly what happened and be able to to fix it so the bad news is bad news uh brocky is this is that if you use this you won't be able to say it works on my machine <laughs> i don't know why that's directed to me <laughs> <laughs> i just had to randomly pick a person yeah i'm okay with that all right but it usually doesn't even work on my machine <laughs> right <laughs> nice uh, very nice all right. Well, next week, and you mentioned Stephen Fluin earlier. Uh, he's our guest next week. Going to give us an update on the latest uh, and greatest with Angular. So it should be pretty cool for next week. But um, how him about coming to Angular Denver? Yes, yes. Now that we have that, you know, need here, uh, uh, we'll make sure that that gets plugged into that episode as well. <laughs> awesome. So awesome. All right, Jesse. Hey. Uh, Thanks a ton for taking the time to come on the episode, share your time with us, uh, give us information about Angular Denver and everything you're doing with that. I uh, really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Appreciate the time. It's always great to hang out with great friends and I uh, consider all of you friends and, and um, I'm really excited to see all of you. Austin, you too. We're going to figure out a way to, to uh, get you there. Um, you might have you know. to MC one of the days, right? I, I don't know what this looks like, but uh, <laughs> we uh, it's always I, great hanging I, out. I don't think I would wish anyone on that or <laughs> wish anyone to hear me MC. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know you do a great job, it'd be awesome, uh, it'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, that's a wrap. We will catch everyone next time. Thanks, thank See you, ya. Take care, guys.